Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Madness is underway and just like that, the second hour is here. Glad you're with us on this Thursday edition NCAA Tournament Opening Action Edition of Outkick 360 on the Outkick Network. We're currently watching in progress uh, seven minutes remaining in the first half. Charleston, they're leading San Diego State now by 7, 22-15 as we've seen some games gone final. Missouri has advanced to the second round. Furman on a game-winning three. Virginia is out for the second consecutive year in the opening round. Chad, this is madness underway. And so far, yeah, to a great the big start. upset are the Paladins of Furman. Yep, Furman with the big win. Bad mistake by Virginia late. Turns it over, then a three, and Furman wins it. And here's another possible upset right now is Charleston's leading it by five. Very early, six minutes left in the first half over San Diego State. Another one of those games that I feel like I'm in the minority taking the five seed over the 12 in this game. I actually took San Diego State over Charleston. Alabama, one of those darlings, kind of like Furman. Alabama currently playing in Birmingham. Glenn Gilbo is about to join us from Outkick.com. Alabama leads A&M Corpus Christi. Corpus Christi, 44-27 is the score. And how about this? They're up 44-27, and Brandon Miller has yet to score in this game. Zero points for the nation's top player who continues to play for the Crimson Tide. Alabama can beat you in so many different ways. They they have great length. They have great guard play. They can hit threes. They get the ball to the basket. When you help side and stop them at the basket, they lob it over the top to some of their length. They can beat you so many different ways. Great team. So the report from the New York Times says there was a a fourth member of the Alabama basketball team present at the scene of the shooting that, of course, involved Brandon Miller, who we've talked about for weeks now. Um And Kai Spears is named as the walk-on player that was in the passenger seat with Brandon Miller. Per the New York Times, they're citing a source familiar with this investigation. Uh, Of course, anonymity is also pointed out. The attorney, Stephen P. New, for Spears has said that this is demonstrably false. They can prove that he was not in the passenger seat, nor was he anywhere near the scene of the murder uh, that took the life of Jamia Harris the 23-year-old female mother uh, who died, where we're seeing capital murder charges against two going before a grand jury. Glenn Gilbo is in Birmingham. That's where Alabama is currently playing. Auburn will be playing later. He joins us from outkick.com. Glenn, I know you've been following this uh, since, you know, the, the last few weeks, including SEC Media Days and beyond. And as you followed this and you've noticed what has been the response from Alabama off the court, on the court, they continue to win. Off the court, what's been your biggest takeaway? Well, it looks like they got all their ducks in a row for for this one. They made a statement uh, yesterday that the New York Times article was false. Then the player, Spears, came out on Instagram today, said it was false. Then his dad, who's the Marshall Athletic Director, came out, said it was inaccurate. And now 
the family's law firm has come out and said it's inaccurate. So Alabama's winning that one. But but um, before that, you know, they just made mistake after mistake. Uh, if you remember when they had the preliminary hearing on February 21st, when Brand when Brandon Miller was first identified as being on the scene, uh, Nate Oates spoke and they forgot to brief him about it. And then a few days later, Miller was introduced and they didn't change his warm up where he gets frisked for a gun, you know. So so they they've kind of punted some things where some better better media strategy would have served them better. Uh, but they still got some time to get it right because I think Alabama's gonna be playing until the final four. It's a crazy story with the New York Times and, and this report because I, I would think they would contact the school or contact the player, and they could refute it before it was published, saying I absolutely well, was not there They beforehand. did contact the player in the locker room last week, and he said, I, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't speak on that. Can't respond. And the, the university did not respond to them until after this was published. Which kind of feels like almost like a, a setup. But, Glenn, with everything you know and how adamant Alabama's been that it's not the case that he wasn't there, would you expect a retraction from the New York Times at some point? Well, I don't know, because – Alabama's track record in this story hasn't been exactly accurate either. Um, you know, consider the source there, I would say. Plus, look at Spears' comment that you just read. The, the comment he gave New York Times, he didn't say he wasn't there. He just right. said he couldn't talk about it right now. So that's kind of fishy. And plus, what's strange about this story is, so what if, I mean, I mean, so what if he was there? He had, it's not like he brought the gun, you know, Brandon Miller did. He, he was in the car. We knew weeks ago that there was a passenger in Brandon's car. We just didn't know who it was. And, you know, Jaden Watley was also there, but he hasn't really been part of the story because he didn't bring the murder weapon. So I don't, I don't understand why the, the story got so much attention. It's it's uh, because he's obviously not involved, even though he was at the scene, just like Watley. So um, it's, it's just kind of another crazy chapter to this whole story that's about a tragedy in the beginning. Glenn, and, uh, I agree with the walk-on because he's saying, I'm sorry, I can't speak on that. However, based on this story, it's uh, Alabama's athletic department through a spokeswoman has said, based on the information we have, there were no current student athletes present at the scene other than Brandon Miller or Jaden Bradley. So if there's anyone else within the athletic department, student athletes that are there that come out, this is false. This is, they are definitive in that statement. So any report moving forward is relevant based on how Alabama is treating this. Well, this is the, the strongest statement that, that Alabama's come out and, and made. You know, the other the other strong statement was about Brandon Miller's innocence, but that was by Brandon Miller's attorney who cast some doubt, basically. And attorneys tend to do that with the media before the trial starts. I think this the trial is going to be very interesting probably this summer, I plan on covering it. And I think then we'll find out, you know, the truth and, and who's pushing, you know, some reasonable doubt or who's, who's making stuff up or, or whatever. But, but definitely the New York Times story today doesn't look as strong as it did yesterday. No doubt. I'll say that. Yeah. So was Charles Barkley right, Glenn? Are Auburn fans in the building in Birmingham cheering on Alabama, their brethren, their brothers in arms in this game? <laughs> You know, I think uh, I, I can see where Alabama fans will, will pull for Auburn to beat Houston. You know, there's no question about yeah. that. 
so that that would definitely be a bizarro world. Glenn Gilbo with us on Outkick 360. What has been the temperament of this Alabama team, Glenn, as you've been continuing to follow them? Because on the 30,000-foot view from us, they've handled this internally in the locker room as if it's just, we're the best, we're moving forward, we're not going to be distracted by it. And so far, they're showing that in this tournament just like they've shown throughout the season since January 16th. I don't think there's any question that the, the players and the team have handled it much better than the people in the Alabama Athletic Department, I would say. Uh, and, you know, that happens a lot. I mean, we're always asking coaches and players about distractions like they can't handle anything but the game. Uh, but most of the time, they really can. I mean, there's all kind of other stuff going on with, with players' lives, coaches' lives all the time. So, yeah, I, I think this is a great team. I, you know, they were picked to win it all. Most brackets have it despite everything. And, and um, you know, there's really not a lot happening to the team other than with Brandon Miller having to ask answer some some questions and, and being uh, – and according to Nate Oates, he's also getting a lot of social media threats and so forth. But again, and that's terrible, but that happens a lot too to athletes, like when kickers miss a field goal. You know, they get death yeah. threats from their own fans. So, so players can deal with a lot. And, and Brandon Miller is, he's Brandon Miller's facing his draft stock every time he plays, you know, because the, the, the people are impressed with how he's handling all this. He's a great player. He's a great passer. He's a great shooter. He can do it all. And, and, and they, and Alabama has more than just him. Yeah. And you had the story, Glenn, covering it there with the armed uh, security around Brandon Miller at this tournament. What did you think of the way Nate Oates handled questions about Brandon Miller having security with him? Well, he, he did a better job than Brandon did. Um, Brandon said it was just regular security, which it obviously was not. This was no mall cop. The, the, this guy could play linebacker yeah. for Alabama, the guy who was who was wearing the, the gun. But I thought Nate was very honest with the comments, and he explained why they had him. You know, if, if you saw what I saw is what he said, because he's seen the threats on uh, – social media and on email he mentioned so so that's understandable um you know i thought maybe um it might have been smarter to have the weapon concealed and and uh because you could still protect in that fashion but i think alabama wanted to make a statement that we're protecting our guy which i can understand that glenn gilbo with us from outkick.com covering the sec and more so Alabama currently leads by 20 over Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Christy, we're, ne we're nearing halftime there, Glenn, as you sit there in Birmingham. Earlier, Maryland advanced. What do you make of Maryland in the second-round matchup for Bama? Well, you know, they, they came back. They were, they were leading, losing early against uh, West Virginia. I didn't get to see much of that game, though, or this Alabama game because everything else that is going on. But uh, – you know, I think Maryland's a tough team, but you know, I, I don't. I haven't really seen a team that I think can just outright beat Alabama at this point. So, I would say Alabama will probably beat Maryland by about eight points. I think it'll be a good game. And the biggest surprise so far in this game, Chad, as I refresh the uh, the box score, is the the stat line for Brandon Miller. And, and no points, right? Let me see if he's scored so far. He's got, uh, yeah, he's still he's still without a bucket in this game. Uh, wow. Leading score is Sears, this... followed by Clowney. They're both in double digits. And uh, it's 52-34 Bama. 
uh, against the 16 seed. Hey, Glenn, and this Miller would have been a good game. To, he's yet to score. This would have been a good game to suspend Brandon Miller if you're Nate Oates. Hey, guys, with everything that went on, we're going to suspend him for this game against the 16 seed, and uh, we'll, we'll have him back for, for round two. Well, it shows that they do have other players other, other yep. than Brandon, but that is surprising that he has, that he has not scored. And, you know, he's probably going to get asked. Or did you not score because you're distracted? You know, well, maybe he's just having an off off game. Yeah, and he's only attempted three shots. Or maybe so I need just to... again doesn't matter because they're going to spank this team regardless. <laughs> Which they spank a lot of teams. Yeah, Cole Kubelik's even noticing. I'm, I'm googling Brandon Miller right now to see if he got hurt. He's he's only attempted three shots in this game. Cole Kubelik saying, "Bam up twenty one. Brandon Miller hasn't scored. Yeesh." I mean, so that's that's the biggest surprise so far of the opening round, other than Furman, Glenn. Right. Well, I'll definitely check on that. Um, but uh, We appreciate yes. you, man. And we'll, let's check in tomorrow as well uh, with recaps of both Bama and Auburn. All right. And uh, could have a great one with uh, uh, Auburn and Houston yes. Saturday. Yeah, oh, no Thanks doubt. Thanks a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Glenn. Glenn Gobo there from Outkick.com. Trey is in Greensboro. Glenn is down in Birmingham. Uh, both parts of the College Hoops bracket. Uh a lot of storylines coming out of Greensboro and Birmingham, Jack. Yeah, and, Brand, and look, Brandon Miller could have gone to this game and said, challenged himself, I'm not going to shoot more than five times. I'm going to distribute to my teammates, and we're going to move on in this round. He, he could do that. He's that good. And, and for the they're record, that I'm, big of a favorite in this game. I'm looking to see if he got hurt. There's no one saying that. Googling Brandon Miller injury, nothing. So three shots only for him so far in this game. I'm stunned. They try to get him going early. Yeah, it doesn't matter in this game. I know it doesn't matter, but I mean, again, this, again he's the nation's this, this, best player against A&M Corpus Christi. This could have been the game where they sat him. Hey, he's suspended just for this one game. Uh, Davey, we have uh, a couple of games that have just gone final, four final across the bracket so far. Yeah, that we do. Uh, Kansas, they finally took care of Howard. I know the big storyline we've been following there is Bill Self. When will he be back? But Kansas wins this one, 96 to 68. So good job on you guys for covering that on the board bet. Uh, the nice. other two games we have in action, you just mentioned the Alabama-Texas A&M-Corpus Christi game. We're at halftime, Alabama 54, Texas A&M-Corpus Christi 34. And then the other one, got a really close one. I, I think it's going to be an interesting game for the 12-5. We know how those games yeah. usually come down. But San Diego State is leading Charleston 28-27 to with two minutes, 27 seconds left to go in the first half. And, Chad, we have San Diego State on the bet the board picks throughout kick. Minus five and a half for San Diego State. We're now two and two on the day on our bets. So we're starting to gain a little bit of ground after that 0-2 start on our bets. And I'm feeling good about being three and two with Bama. I think they were minus Agreed. 24. They're up 20 at halftime. They were 23 and a half. Yeah. You got it perfect on that. So we're all good. College of Charleston. Nice 29-28 now with right at a minute 55 left in the first half. Throughout the tournament, Chad and I will bet every single game across the bracket. We're going to be in the plus money by the end of this. Let's go. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Don't be like me and get all sad after two losses to start things on the first day of the tournament. We're going to keep you covered throughout the entire tournament here on the show live both today and tomorrow. We'll also update you on all things NFL free agency, and we do that next with Armando Salguero on Outkick 360. Hey! 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Chad, Missouri has advanced. Furman, the big upset so far, 68-67. They beat Virginia. I'll kick 360 rolls on. Halftime also, the Aztecs of San Diego State leading 32-29 over 12-seed Charleston at the break. Good game in that one. Kansas rolls without Bill Self. Alabama rolling currently. And we'll keep you updated on all the scores coming up, as well as NFL free agency, which is underway. Armando Salguero has the very latest at Outkick.com, and he joins us each Thursday at this time. Armando, great work as usual, and well... We continue to be on Aaron Rodgers' watch, but at least since we last spoke to you, we've heard from him and we've learned that the Packers have all the leverage against the Jets. Do they? Yeah. They have all the leverage against the Jets? Absolutely. How do you figure? Because his $58 million doesn't lock in until September 1st. They can take as long as they want, and the Jets know the offer. So if it's a conditional pick, whatever it might be. I don't know what the what the deal is that ultimately gets done, but the Packers know that Rodgers wants to be in New York, and they also know the Jets have watched all these quarterbacks sign. They have I, to get them. We also know that they don't want to start Zach Wilson. they got to pay the price. So you've, you've fallen into the Jets' trap. Okay. And, and this is let's, let's hear Jets, it. Let's hear it. This is the Jets' counter to that to that thinking okay and it's a fair you know it's a it's it's a fair argument by the green bay packers um your check from you know the packers acme packing company is on its way every fan will send me a penny but the packers want draft pick compensation for aaron Rodgers, and they want significant draft pick compensation for aaron Rodgers, and they want it this draft which I believe is in April, not September, sure. not June. And so if they want draft pick compensation this draft for a player they're going to lose this year, it has to be done before the draft. Not in September, not in June. It has to be done earlier than that. And the Jets can decide, you know, we'll wait until April. And Aaron Rodgers will come in May and June, and we'll be ready to go in September. So, it, and you won't get a draft pick until 2024, uh, Green Bay Packers. So, what about that? I would respond by saying we know who the Packers' starting quarterback is. The Jets don't. Well, I also think the opportunity cost, <laughs> right? Like the Packers are going to be bad. And I think they fully understand that this year with this transition. The Jets are the ones that now publicly are going for broke. And they have to have Aaron Rodgers to go for broke. So the Packers could just sit there and say, guys, we're mediocre. I mean, we're an 8-9 and football team at best either way. 
So you either take our demands with Rogers. of what we want and you can get your guy and we can be done with this and we can move forward or we'll sit here and be exactly what we were going to be before. <laughs> Bad. I think yesterday Aaron Rodgers showed that he has no love lost remaining oh, yeah. for the Packers organization. What if the guy that has no love lost remaining for the Packers front office says, I'm going to retire and now – you take the entire $60 million that you owe me this year and eat it. Have a nice lunch. And that's the, that's the thing is they, they can't cut him because they'll take that hit, right? So the, it, it, you mentioned what he said. On top of, like right before he said he wanted to be a Jet, he was talking about how he's the best player in, in the history of the franchise. You know, longest tenured and then, again, like he's, pumping up that, and then he says, and oh, by the way, I want to be a Newark Jet after this uh, darkness retreat. Amazing by Rodgers. And from the Packers' perspective, we've already known they were moving on, right? Um, what do you make of the, the trade demand? It sounds like they definitely want a first-rounder, but there has to be some type of contingency if Rodgers decides to step away after one year on the Jets' behalf, right? I think that... that right-thinking people and fair-minded people would say, hey, you know what? It's Aaron Rodgers. He's a future Hall of Famer. Um, you probably, you know, it's fair to demand a first-round pick for him. But those same people would say, yeah, but Aaron Rodgers every year considers retirement. Yeah. And so it might be a one-year rental type situation. He's not going to buy that penthouse in Manhattan. He's going to lease it. And so why can't we make it a conditional thing where if he stays past one year, if he plays two years, then you get your first round pick and you get something else uh, of certainty this year. Like, I don't know, a third. So maybe you get a third and a first. Or uh, if he retires, you get a third and another third and you're done. It's good. Let's let's make it happen. Do you agree with me? Yes, and I do want to say Favre was traded to the Jets for a third round pick, right? Like it was not what we're hearing right now for Rodgers. Right. And it turned out that it was prescient because Favre said after one year, <laughs> thanks a lot. I'm outie and I'm going to retire until I unretire. And then Jared Allen flew to Mississippi. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, the, 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 the first round ask and yeah. the certainty of that, I think, is, is, is high. That's just my opinion. Sure. Obviously, I, I don't work for the Packers. They, they don't agree with me. But, I mean, fair is fair. It's not like we're talking about a 29-year-old. We're talking about a 39-year-old. So I know one 12 seed in the NCAA tournament that Armando's not rooting for, and that is Drake. Based on the T-shirt he's wearing right now with the Miami Hurricanes, he yeah. wants that five seed to advance. You should not sleep on the Miami Hurricanes. They're a very good team, even though I did pick Drake to win that game. <laughs> I think Miami's very good. My question, Armando, is are we sleeping on the Miami Dolphins in the AFC East right now? Because the Bills are the champs. And everyone's focus has been on Aaron Rodgers and the Jets and what they're building. But there's this team in Miami that's going to be pretty good. 
And they've been pulling off some moves also. Are we sleeping on the Dolphins a bit right now? Um, no. I, I mean, look, I think we all recognize that the Miami Dolphins' uh, fate will be decided by how well Tua Tungavailoa knows jujitsu, <laughs> and and yeah. and how well he can defend himself and uh, stay healthy. And everything else is just, you know, it doesn't matter that they went and got Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey was on a bad Rams team last year. It doesn't matter that they went out and got Braxton Berrios today. It doesn't matter that they brought their entire backfield back. By the way, they didn't run the ball particularly well last year. What matters is if Tua Tungabailoa can play 17 games or not, because they are a they were eight and five last year with Tua and not so good without. And without, the guy is not durable. The guy has not been durable either in the pros or in college. That's the that that is the cutoff point for the opinions on the Miami Dolphins, sleeping or not sleeping. Is he playing? Good team. Is he not playing? Not so good team. Armando with us in um I don't know if we've actually gone into this. I know you've certainly written about it, but Tua is, you mentioned the jujitsu. That's legit. He's, he's training jujitsu so that whenever he takes a fall, he protects himself in a better way, right? Yes. And shockingly, I mean, I, you know, I didn't know anything about martial arts. Uh, you know, uh, jujitsu is Brazilian. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. It's, I, I thought that, you know, it was like, okay, Japan, Korea, China, no, Brazil. It's like crazy. And yes, it teaches him how to fall. If you look at the concussions that he suffered last yeah. year, yep. to me, the hardest hit that he took was from Matt Milano against the Buffalo Bills. And supposedly he didn't have a concussion right. after that. Officially, he but did the not. Ones Right, but the ones <laughs> against Cincinnati and Green Bay, I mean, I've fallen off a bike harder than that <laughs> when I was seven. And and I didn't suffer concussions. But I mean, you know what, though? Fun. That's the worry of Miami, though. They, and you just pointed it out with Chad's question about what they've done this offseason, but we've, we've fallen harder off of a bike, and we've got a guy who had three concussions, two confirmed. And we don't know what the next one is going to look like. That that's the big concern. I I love how they've invested in every other position based on the contract they have for their quarterback. But ah, uh, that, that what they're doing for the backup option to me isn't good enough based on what they've done at other positions. Armando, what they really believe about Tua Tungavailoa will will be fully said and spoken about if they give him an extension or not this offseason. If they do, they're all in. If they don't, they're going, you know, because Joe Burrow is going to get one. Yep. Justin Herbert is going to get one. Those are the guys that bookended the Tua selection in the 2020 draft. If the Dolphins don't give Tua one, it tells you that they're a little bit cautious and it's a nuanced love that they've got for Tua. Not unconditional. How about Kansas City? They let their star left tackle. They don't franchise him, Orlando Brown. They let him walk. 
He now signs in Cincinnati for the biggest deal for a left tackle in the NFL, and he's protecting Joe Burrow. You mentioning Burrow, they haven't given Burrow the extension yet, but they're protecting him in the best way possible. They absolutely are. And so Orlando Brown Jr. will play left tackle. That means Jonah Williams, who has been playing left tackle, but practically every scout that I've ever spoken to tells me he's a better right tackle. That's where he belongs. Now he can make that move to right tackle. And obviously, Lyle Collins, who was the right tackle last year, he's out. Yep. So... do you think Burrow gets the extension this offseason? I do. Uh, Herbert, I absolutely... Herbert as well? Yes, sir. So if Herbert gets the extension as well, is Eckler traded? Because he wants the bump. Because if you look at the quarterback pay, they're paying a rookie currently. And the money can be made at running back right now for him. Right. But... <laughs> I know. But that now's the, now's the time to ask for that if you're Eckler. No, uh, of course, because uh, in by August or you know it's it's going to be too late. Um, and I get it; he's doing what's best for me. <laughs> but you know, as most people do, but uh, the the Los Angeles Chargers, they've got look. Finally, after telling him no, they told him, okay, go out there and see if you, what you can find on the trade block. See if you can find a team that's willing to give something for you and pay you what you want. That's going to be a hard, uh, that's going to be a hard treasure hunt for uh, Eckler. So since Lamar Jackson does not have an agent, is his personal phone blowing up right now with NFL teams wanting to negotiate with him during this period? I don't think so. I, I I don't think so because most of the teams that make sense, I don't understand the Atlanta Falcons. I, I, I don't agreed. get that at all. Agreed. Uh, I mean, they are riding or dying with Desmond Ritter, Ryder, whatever. Uh, <laughs> no, no. They were all in on the Lamar Jackson, excuse me, on the Deshaun Watson uh sweepstakes a year ago and now they're they're backing off of Lamar Jackson and I you know Desmond Desmond Ritter I'm not I'm not buying it I I I don't see it and they went out and also signed Jacoby no what who who else did they sign as the backup was that Washington or Washington brought in Jacoby Brissett? Okay, I'll look. Let me look. Another team that makes no sense to me. Agreed on that too. Um, real quick, I'm pulling up their depth chart for you because right? you're right. They have brought in a backup. Um, they have Taylor Heineke. <laughs> God. Yeah, he'll, <laughs> he'll start about six games for them this year. And overthrow fifteen uh, percent of his passes. Yeah, some of, some of those to Jonu Smith. I'm with you. I, I don't understand. Like, it, It's not about the guaranteed contract. I, all these teams act like they turn over every rock and stone to win. If you want to win, Lamar Jackson is available. Pick up the phone and call him. If the Ravens match, okay. But for all of the discussion about two first-round picks, uh, I mean, look at what Cleveland gave up in the trade. Not the money, but the trade to Houston. Three first-round picks. 
Lamar Jackson's worth that. And to not negotiate with him, I don't know. At some point, Baltimore doesn't match it. At least that's what I would, I would think based on the offer I've seen. Here's what uh, I've been told, Jonathan, which is, you know, take it with a grain of salt, but teams view negotiating with a player and then not getting him as a loss. They, they really look at it as a defeat. And these teams don't like to lose. Um, they think that if they do it, they're doing the work of the Baltimore Ravens for them. And ultimately, the Ravens will match and they will be left holding, you know, nothing. But may I, but, may I, may I just, if I'm the other team, if no other team offers him, he's playing for 30 whatever million. And that's more money on the cap for Baltimore to work with to beat you during the season. So I'm at least raising the price on their quarterback so they can't go sign a backup running back. That's that's a fair thought. Not everybody in the NFL thinks that way. They're not thinking. How many times do you hear coaches say, it's not about the other team, it's about <laughs> us? And I'm thinking, no, it's definitely about the other team as well because yeah. those are the guys that you're facing. It's about the but other team's quarterback. That's the mindset of a lot of these teams. It's, it's about us, and we don't want to take that L. Okay, well, you're going to suffer some other L's if you have the likes of, you know, I don't know, Desmond or, or Sam Howell or <laughs> Ellinger. Uh, you, you decide on which kind of L's you want to take. The bold ones where you're trying to sign – a, a former MVP type caliber quarterback or the weak ones where you're scoring 12 to 15 points a game. I'm curious on this. So had they not tampered with Tom Brady, would Miami be in on Lamar Jackson right now? So the truth of the matter, you know, there's a mythological story out there that says that Stephen Ross wanted the dolphins to draft Lamar Jackson. Not true. The fact of the matter is, when the Dolphins were about to draft Minka Fitzpatrick, Stephen Ross in the draft room said, hey, wait a second, shouldn't we trade this pick, go down, pick up some resources, and get him later? Uh, and, you know, GM Chris Greer said, no, this is our guy, we're going with him. It was not. Stephen Ross saying, hey, let's trade this pick and use it on Lamar Jackson. That never happened. Armando, what gets your blood pumping more? Darren Waller out of the Raiders and going to the Giants or Jimmy G in to the Raiders and now their quarterback? Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> uh, look, tight ends are a problem for every single team. And when you have one like Darren Waller, it's a mismatch nightmare. And I just love that for the Giants. Yeah. Uh, it, obviously, there's a durability issue at stake here. He has, he has failed to, to play 17 games or 16 games the last couple of years. Uh, I get that. But, you know... The guy is dynamic. He is dynamic. And they can argue that they being the Raiders, 
Well, we went out and got Jacoby Myers. So we're good. No, you're not good. Jacoby Myers is not congruent to a healthy Darren Waller on any planet in this universe and certainly not in the other Milky Way planets either. So I, I, I don't get it. I, what I feel like this is a little bit is we're starting to see, he avoided it the first year. We're starting to see a little bit of the New England Patriots. We're smarter than you and smarter than everybody else and smarter than everybody in the room type of situation where they really feel that. And you might be starting to see that from Ziegler, the GM, and McDaniels, the head coach, who are both Patriots alumni. Let's start to speculate on who their Cole Strange is going to be in the first round of the draft this year that they know more about <laughs> than everyone else that they're going to they're going to pick early. Patriots told us what they think. They paid Juju Smith-Schuster the same contract that Jacoby Myers got in, in Las Vegas. Armando Salguero with us. Um, Ezekiel Elliott released by the Cowboys. It is a post-June 1st designation. So they get the full amount on their cap. Can Elliott sign right now? And if so, who are the teams that are interested in Elliott? And I hear a lot about his age and the wear and tear. The guy scores touchdowns. There are a lot of running backs that do a lot of damage outside of the red zone. This guy scored 12 touchdowns a year ago, and he did for Dallas in a big way. I'm curious who you think is involved. Tampa has been mentioned. There have to be a couple of others, right? while averaging 3.8 yards per carry last year. And six uh, points in the red zone. <laughs> okay. Uh, that might have had something to do with that uh, the rest of that offense and that offensive line, but I point taken, totally. Um, he, is going to, he is going to have suitors. He is going to need to adjust his market. Um, he is going to see very quickly that at this point in his career, in his late 20s, uh, he is a $5 million a year player, not a $15 million a year player. And for some guys, Odell Beckham Jr., one of those, it's a hard, hard um, argument to make to those guys where they finally believe it and think that it's even worth their while. And so it might not be right away. It'll happen. But, you know, he's going to test the market. And I believe that the market is going to be cold-blooded to him. Yeah, and I, I'm not saying I would sign him immediately, but a, a scenario. So everyone's mentioning Beckham and Buffalo's among the three teams. And they cleared some cap space. They restructured Allen. They restructured Von Miller. The run game is where I would emphasize this offseason for Buffalo. Would you rather sign a guy like Ezekiel Elliott and draft a rookie? It's a very good draft if you listen to people that cover college football and the guys that are entering the draft for running back. Or do you trade for Austin Eckler if, in fact, he wants that money and you're willing to give it to him? All right. So... Now you're we're talking um, philosophies. Fake GM Mondo does not pay running backs. I'm sorry. If their name is Jim Brown and he's 27, yes. If it's Barry Sanders, yes. If it's Austin Eckler, 
who was an undrafted, you know, free agent. Right. If it's Ezekiel Elliott, who last year averaged 3.8 yards a carry, I can find that if my GM is any good in the draft and particularly this draft. And you can do it not in the first round or the second round. You can do it after that. I, but GM Mondo, listen, Eckler and Elliott combined for 30 touchdowns last year. You can't tell me there's not value in the red zone and end zone. Uh, 3.8 yards per carry, fine. Uh, Tony Pollard is the featured back in Dallas. They score touchdowns. And, and a lot of players don't, and they get paid. My job is to protect the quarterback. Yes. And the quarterback and done that. needs an offense. No, well, in Buffalo, oof. <laughs> That offensive line. Well, the interior, yes. Got, the interior, you're yeah. right. That offensive line had issues, and particularly at the end of the year. Um, I think I'd rather spend the money on protecting Josh Allen okay. with guys that are going to keep other guys off of him. And I, I don't disagree. I, was, uh, I just hear Odell Beckham Jr. to the Bills, and I'm comparing yeah. that to running back. Running back to me is more important when they're facing Cincinnati in the cold weather in January, which they could not run the football in that moment either. Uh, great coverage with free agency and a potential trade with Aaron Rodgers as he continues to refresh his phone. That's Armando Salguero, one of the two phones he has, one less than Adam Schefter, but he gets the same amount of work done. Aaron Rodgers has not told him to lose his number yet either. That oh, we yeah. know of. That, so. is, that is true. Armando. That is true. He's texting Aaron right now, probably. Yep. Uh, Armando, thank I had you a as little always. thing with Jalen Ramsey today. I don't know if you guys are aware, but we'll talk about it next week. Okay, that's good. That's a great tease for next week's visit. I love uh, that. And maybe Drake in Miami is a big storyline for next week. Could be. Thank you, Armando. <laughs> Man, yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah, Armando Salguero has been our guest. Outkick.com for the very latest, including um, uh, his mention there of, of Jalen Ramsey. Scotty Scheffler has, has named his master's menu for the champion's dinner and a back-and-forth matchup between San Diego State and Charleston. Update you on both next in Outkick 360. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The New York Giants continue to be active in free agency. We've got details on that coming up. Outkick 360 rolls on across the Outkick network. Chat Alabama, despite Corpus Christi making a run yeah. to begin the second half, the Crimson Tide continue to pull away. I saw Pat Forty tweet that, well, if Corpus Christi can say nothing else, they can say they forced one Alabama timeout <laughs> in their trip against them in Birmingham. They're up by 20. 7-0 run for Corpus Christi, made it a 13-point game. Alabama quickly responded, and now they are up 18, I think. Uh, nearly 20, we'll say that. Uh, with, it's 20, yeah. Okay, 20 it's, with 12 and a half to play. It's the refreshing there you go. part of my computer that sometimes is slow. And Brandon Miller's playing. 
He still has zero points. I, I continue to mention this because I, I was double-checking earlier to see if he was hurt uh, because it's rare that you see a zero yeah. in the column for Brandon Miller, uh, especially when you watch him. I mean, he can be double-teamed all he wants to be. He takes over games. And uh, we saw that in the semifinal for the SEC. We saw that in the final for the SEC. In this game, no points. He does have three assists and five rebounds. He's currently on the court along with the starters for the Crimson Tide. Look, they won't need him uh, no. to beat Texas A&M Corpus Christi. They will need him to beat Maryland and everyone else they're going to play from here on out in this tournament. Yeah. So that goes without saying. So something to follow. Um, as long as he's not hurt, I wouldn't be overly concerned if you have Alabama in your bracket. But if there's something else up here, that's a huge development. Chad, we, we now know the Mr. Scotty Scheffler, Masters champion, Dinner menu for the Champions Dinner at the Masters coming up on April 4th. The menu's out. Cheeseburger sliders, firecracker shrimp to start. You've got also tortilla soup. I, I, I love this menu. Texas ribeye steak, or you have the black and redfish, your choice as a champion. Uh, warm chocolate cake, or excuse me, chocolate chip skillet cookie. Uh, and it's served in honor of, of course, the Masters champion, Scotty Sheffield. I, this this is right up my alley. This I, is one of the I, least I pretentious meals I've ever seen. And this is perfectly in line with Scotty Scheffler. If you watch Full Swing on Netflix, there's an episode that he's in, yeah. a lot of it. He is the most down-to-earth, sort of aw shucks guy. Brooks Kepka said when he was just crushing it a year ago, he's crushing it again now. But he said, I guarantee you, he's not thinking about anything when he's out there. And Kepka said, I'm thinking about everything when I'm struggling. But when you're in the zone like that, your mind is completely clear. Scotty Scheffler's menu choice shows me this is a guy whose mind is clear, and I love it. And he continues and to win. And my belly would be full with this he menu. He won the players. He won again out in Arizona at the uh, Waste Management Open, and he'll try to go back-to-back in Augusta. Coming up, scores from the NCAA tournament, plus the regional networks, they're bankrupt in Major League Baseball. This is Outkick 360. 